technocrat, say, meaning spreading as widely as possible as much knowledge as we can. The very DNA of the TF Foundation is to spread the knowledge and make the knowledge available as broadly as possible. And one aspect I'm very interested in in your work is education. So if you prepare the ground and if you uh, bring up lights by improving education, especially in those countries that aren't as fortunate as we are to have a, a well-organized educational system, all of that for what purpose? This is among the themes I found in uh, your purpose, agriculture, climate change, I just mentioned, poses a terrible challenge. It's a new frontier for our generation and the very survival of mankind is at stake. And so Tia is going to be able to work on that and water is, is set essential to our survival and the UN knows and is fighting for this. Water is one of the keys to uh, peaceful geopolitical relations for the futures as it's, as it's been in the past. For all of these reasons, we see we need uh, people of goodwill and we need forces to coordinate them. And Thea is one of these structures that I am sure will play a, a fundamental role to organize uh, the convergence of all of these people of goodwill. So why uh, someone like me? We need to, we need everyone involved around the world on the ground and Thea might be one of the tools to mobilize players around the world. And that's why I wanted to be here with you and accept Florence Gabe's invitation, not just because I trust in the work you do on these topics, but also to say I'm here by your side. I'm here to work for you as a soldier. We, and we should all do that to fight for the survival of mankind this century and in the centuries to come. And we need a new model for um, global collaboration and and sharing of knowledge. Thank you. Mr. Deputy, we're honored to have you with us. We know you're very busy. Thank you for making time for us and we need champions we need uh, lawyers like you by our side it's true uh, that uh, the purpose of tia is to work globally worldwide so we need all people of goodwill the, we have to start somewhere, of course, the foundation is in Geneva, but we it, it'll be set up in the U.S. very soon. We're a bit behind schedule just because of this virus and pandemic. So we need all people of goodwill. And like that you said, it's about sharing knowledge on climate, 
and agriculture and education throughout the world, not just Europe but the US. So it's a fight we share. It's our common cause and we are going to uh, do what we can thanks to our technology and the goodwill of everyone who's already on board with this. For us, Torian and Thea, it's a great surprise to see that through the action of people like Florence and Atina and the NGOs here, we've already begun impacting people. Yesterday, I said we thought we'd have uh, three to five hundred uh, people attendance. Our first surprise, we had 800 people yesterday morning and the afternoon we were, we had more than 1600. And we don't have the final numbers. So we are doing something that is impacting people and is going to spread further. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to do together in the future. And we need politics, means, and resources and goodwill and determination. And all the people who are here with us or on the screen online with us are all people of goodwill who will help us move forward. We want to get politicians on board and we already had a, this great initiative at the UN. What we're doing here is outstanding. The US usually don't allow a company or foundation to publicize what they do this way, but the US decided to help us out. And earlier I mentioned our friend Deputy Raffon with us. Uh, this is someone who took time out from the busy schedule in Paris to come here with us. And you too took time out for us. So we see a lot of people of goodwill interested in um, building a better work for the future. And with our technology, we are contributing a building block to that. And we hope we're very successful and we can see you soon. Thank you, Mr. Deputy. You can count on me. Thank you, Mr. Deputy. I hope you can stay with us to hear from um, Deputy Alain Raffan. I'm very happy to welcome him here today at the restaurant. Pierre Alain Raffan is a deputy who's been with us on all of our adventures, and I thank you for your loyalty and support. Good morning, all. First of all, I want to thank you warmly. I want to thank all the organizers of this conference and thank you for inviting me again because the loyalty is both ways here and it's always a pleasure and I want to thank everyone who's with us online as well. We are addressing here an essential topic, the economic and technological development using space tools. We have the unique fortune of uh, benefiting from a technological boom in recent years. It's hard for us to measure or even fathom the increase in data 
Geospatial Collection, Geospace data, data Collection has been boosting our economic development because our product, our product economies are moving to service economies. With the massification of geospatial data is going to further boost our data economies driven by artificial intelligence which is growing fast thanks to data. So you see Thea is useful in bringing more data and robotics and quantic IT. And this is leading to this is impacting all value chains. France has uh, reasserted its political commitment to this with the national strategy for research on AI and a five-year investment plan in quantum technologies, uh, including space, the technology. A few, uh, recently, we voted uh, a, a budget of 25 billion for research in the coming years. And this uh, should help the French market. And there's a silent revolution in the types of players involved. We have to pay attention to this. In the aerospace industry, which was historically a prerogative of states, it's, it's now being shared with private companies. So there are many different companies that want to revolutionize the industry and uh, foster access to data and extra atmospheric data. And some middle-sized companies have gone involved and this made the new space more democratic. This was an economy which uh, had been reserved to Silicon Valley players. We all hope the impact of this new economy can serve social progress, human dignity, and better protection of our planet. How can we ensure technical and technological development, you already mentioned uh, yesterday, of uh, geospace data are being driven by this program for 2030. We want to pay tribute to the work accomplished in the 2030 space program that will guide member states. Over these two days, we have been uh, highlighting the contribution of, of space tools to reach the 17 SDGs. Sustainable development goals you can see up behind me. At the start of the digital age, we hope for better sharing of knowledge of all people for shared prosperity. It's a fifth revolution. How can we make sure this is progress shared by everyone, leaving no one on the wayside? Uh, seeing the potential risks and benefits for the planet, society, and individuals, which Edgar Mohan spoke. Uh, spoke of, we need collective awareness around the planet. We're all in, in this together. We're in the same boat. We, in our ambition, our aspiration needs to be progress, collective progress. We have to educate all decision makers 
political decision makers is going to really affect power uh, and, and politics. And this is an important aspiration. I believe Tia has a lot to do in educating and raising awareness among decision makers. We know the massive use of data will disrupt our decision-making processes. AI will impact organizational and collaborative systems among state systems, for instance. And we're seeing the development of the service industries changing things from design to assessment by users. Public services are transforming and becoming a la carte and become more adaptable and participatory. And people are saying citizens don't trust politicians anymore. And th but this is a way for politicians to regain their trust using all of this data you will be collecting from space. Member states have been able to commit to health, environment and social aspirations. We need to encourage this momentum with a shared ethical framework using uh, data in the service of peace, prosperity and partnerships for the planet. And uh, we want a constitutional law for the responsible use of artificial intelligence and algorithms for sustainable development. This movement can only happen through international mobilization in favor of uh, shared action, collective action. And it's up to entrepreneurs and all private space players we need to work with. There are specialized startups in France, getting ready to work on this. So, there's a French industry in the making in this field, and we hope we can have shared reference systems for technological, societal, and uh, environmental responsibility. And we want this will involve telecommunication systems, protection of algorithms and design of services. There are incubation uh, systems. We need dedicated training. And I'm reaching out to you for this. The new space cannot be separate from social techs and green checks. And uh, citizens' awareness will be correlated to changes in the job market. On the job market, everyone should be able to be fulfilled. Machines are fast and precise, but stupid. Humans are slow but brilliant, and so they're complementary. And we have to work on that. So we have to support workers to help them get retrained for free so that they can uh, adapt to new jobs and uh, citizens at work. Citizens will be essential to this. We will meet at the, in October at the French National Assembly with a new space and quantum, quantum 
quantum uh, technology and digital technology players. And I hope you can join us there so we can work together on all of these topics. We have to be humble enough to recommend collaboration of uh, players, citizens, researchers to come up with positive solutions. Peter Drucker said the best way to plan for the future is to design it. So we're at your disposal. I'm talking about Tia and Mrs. Uh, the ambassador and all of you here uh, to develop these new useful alliances. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Deputy, for your clear and brilliant presentation. Let me just um, specify something on the French political side. From the start, we have been uh, attracting interest up to the highest levels of government. So, we can't say France has not paid attention to this project, but we are behind, behind schedule. And so it slowed things down and it uh, slowed down the momentum. But thanks to you and other MPs, including Senator Perrin, we will be picking up on our work. There are two cases. Torian will be uh, designing services and you can be clients or partners. Partners, that's for states, that's for countries. And I'm thinking of France in particular. France has a huge interest in participating. It's already underway. Industry players have been selected, major ones like TELUS Aerospace, and which is supposed to make uh, most of the satellites. So there are industrial issues at stake, but that's not all. And with my position at Thorian and the Foundation, I want us to move in other fields besides industrial ones. And this includes training in the use of new tools and new technologies to be developed. We're going to have all sorts of data that have not been used on this scale before, like hyperspectral signals and the data from our radars. When France joins this program, I'm sure it will, it will have access to the raw data and this will uh, be useful for our scientists and researchers and, academic, and academicians to develop new services. We have only been able to imagine 10 to 15% of possible services. 
let me remind you that when we developed applications, um, be they Google or Apple, there weren't that many initially and see how many we have now. So when I say we can think only of 10 to 15% of possible applications of what we're doing, it's only the tip of the iceberg we're seeing. And here we need everyone's genius. Our young people, we will be able to work with this and develop a better world. And this cross-cutting vision across uh, borders and across industries, whether agriculture, logistics, or health, it will impact all sectors. This is unique. So this is why the UN understands how important this is because it's going to be for all of mankind. We're pioneers. We're just leading the way. We have to lead by example. Since we have a lot of French people listening, I can tell you we've had, uh, we were favorably received at the highest level. We have uh, significant support and now we have to implement all this so that France can lead the way and join the project. So we'll be working on that. Your suggestion of a uh, law for a new space is interesting. I hope we can help you. And uh, thank you for your invitation to your conference in October in Paris. Thank you. Do you have any questions for the deputy now? A rare opportunity. Can we take questions online? Yes, we have a question from Florence Gabay first. Good morning. We mentioned artificial intelligence. And you answered partly how we can include AI at TI and for what purpose. So, Mr. Deputy, what are real possibilities of partnership with public services? So, Member of Parliament, you can press on the red button to speak. Well, it's difficult to answer without seeing you. We've got the same uh, Commission rooms at the Assembly. So the first step to talk about the different possibilities of partnership with the public uh, services. So the first step is cultural. We talk a lot about training. It's not something that's become quite natural in the political political sphere. So the first step is really to explain what data uh, can be used for by collecting mass data, by talking about algorithms. Okay, we won't go into all of the new technologies, but also to talk about models to feed and assess public policy. So we were talking about the environment and agriculture. So there is data available for research. And that will be available to public authorities, so they will they will have more details and they will be able to take better decisions about policies. 
So it's important to start with data, to collect data. You know, there will be billions and billions of data items about all kinds of different subjects that will be made available to states. There will be data lakes, as we say, and we'll be able to say, OK, now I'm going to use this data. I'm going to base my decisions on the raw data and, and correct what's already been done. So you were talking about the applications yesterday. There, uh, there's an infinite number of applications that uh, are possible. So we have to train decision makers. We have to train authorities. There will be new tools made available. And we will be able to connect our administration work to the 21st century. Thank you very much, uh, MP. I think that uh, in all fields, so in the political field, uh, including the political field, that's all very important and it, that will help with the future. We will be able to add our piece. We will provide the possibilities for building tools. So the, the idea was to create a training centre. That was one of the, our ambitions, a training centre for these new technologies. So the, the then there's the question. So it's not just one training centre that we need to create, but a training centre per zone, one for Europe, one for Asia, one for Africa, etc. So we're thinking about all of that, how to go about it. So, you know, we, we know we have to go about it, but how do we go about it and how do we go about it um, intelligently, keeping in mind the 17 uh, SDGs? because that's what the future is all about. It's no longer just a question of money, whether it's profitable or not. That's not the question. You know, is Thorin going to be profitable? Well, everybody's going to need these services. So that's not what the question is, not the main question. The question is, how do we make something useful out of all of, all of that? And that's the aim of the foundation. And it's the aim of our action with respect to public authorities to explain that, you know, you, it's not about the billions made by companies or, or it's about the future. It's about our children, our school children, our engineers, our men and women who want to work and become wealthier. So we're going to need all of your help. Because more we are only industrialists and we don't cover all domains. Serge Morelli. So just a quick comment. So I, I agree with your vision about how these tools, uh, this data analysis is going to make it possible to improve governmental policies. I think that they can also considerably improve the efficiency of certain state uh, fields, uh, civil security, for example, that involves many people, the fire brigade, the army, hospitals. So the fact that we have this data holistically and not in silos will really improve the efficiency of these state services as long as the states uh, review their own organisations and processes. So that's just a thought that I wanted to share with you. Thank you, Serge. Um, ready? 
do you have a question for us, France Gabi? Florence Gabi. And in the Nobody wants but in other communities, what we're talking about today is sharing of services and data. I can't see where there are limits. There are two categories customers who sell services. So when you sell services to somebody who is known, so we're not talking about selling data to Daesh or or some rebel state, we're talking about selling services to local authorities, cities, municipalities, we'll be selling services. And I don't see how, whether they're, you know, it's all about e-commerce. Then there's another question. So I've been talking about the customers, but there are also the partners who are important. And they access raw data and they can therefore manufacture knowledge from that data. So this is related to business legislation. It's very important that we don't want to have an impact on anything sensitive from for American. So in Lannion, uh, there might be a device that's been invented and it will be useful elsewhere. So the the services, I can't see why we can't, uh, why there would be any kind of American opposition to them. So American restrictions in terms of access to scientific patents concerning some of the sensors, the equipment, yes, there will be restrictions there, but for everything else, I don't think so. In satellites, there are American components, there are French components, there are Italian components. There are, of course, American components that make up satellites. So I'm not shocked by the fact that there may be restrictions to protect uh, intellectual property. But in the other fields, I can't see where the restrictions might be, where the limits might be. So currently, where just beginning to launch the program. And I think France with its own abilities, even if it, uh, it, it's rather egotistical to say this, this I, I think, you know, we're very, very lucky where we are able to start doing things. Have I answered your question? Yes, thank you very much, uh, President. Anne Favervin, I don't know if you have a question or has the question already been raised? Yes, hello. Yes, effectively, I have a question. It's already been partially addressed. So it's a question that concerns the creation of jobs. Could you just go back over that and explain 
what the consequences will be for job creation. So for job creation, I know it's very important, but let me talk about industrial jobs because a lot of the development is going to be happening in France and that's going to create a lot of jobs. How many? Well, a significant numbers for industrial jobs. Over 2000 jobs. And that's that's definitely going to happen. Now, in other fields that are also important, but once you've developed, once you've delivered, then uh, you have to turn to other things. So what's important is the creation of jobs for the future. So there we will have to create trainers, teachers who are able to train students to use these new technologies. Now, with these new technologies, obviously we've got an education system in, in different countries. We've got artificial intelligence. This is something that we have across Europe. If uh, today the Americans and the Chinese are leading this dance, I think you know we can still develop some interesting things in Europe. So with the new data that we will be providing, and I'm talking about creating jobs in France because France is a partner of the programme. Well, the, the new data that's going to be processed, it's what I was saying, band X as hyperspectral. So a lot of data will make it possible to develop new analytics for new applications. And perhaps we haven't even dreamed of these uh, applications today. So we usually start with two or three. And then there will be um, a kind of a, a spin off effect from these. And so we will become part of the education system for engineers. It's difficult to quantify that today. Now, Let's talk about the jobs created thanks to the use of these new technologies in different companies. So we'll be impacting all fields. Therefore, automatically jobs will be created in all of these fields. Will jobs be destroyed? Well, often jobs are created to the detriment of others, but I don't think this will be the case. Nobody else um, did what we're going to do before. So we should be creating new sectors of activity that will generate new jobs. I know that my answer is not perfect. It's far from perfect because it's difficult to plan ahead, difficult to anticipate uh, new jobs. We will be providing capabilities and then people will work on those capabilities and transform them into applications that will provide people with services that they will use. So, you know, we need to have a three to five year plan. Have I answered your question? No, not very well, but I've tried to answer your question. Thank you very much uh, for that discussion. Yes, Natalie Sonek, uh, you have the floor. Thank you very much uh, for the light that you have shed and the, the on the partnerships and links that you have, the relations that you have. Have you already started any partnerships with training centres? And another question is, so the first step is to train trainers. If I understand things properly, 
in order to generate jobs in all sectors of activity. So we don't know what uh, tomorrow will bring in terms of jobs. And it's difficult to be accurate about that. But in terms of training centres, have you already got an idea of the level of studies we're talking about? Are you going to be training young people to do engineering jobs with these new technologies? Using algorithms and uh, high level technologies? Or are you thinking of other levels? Uh, uh, more basic levels of training. So I'll start with a, a quick introduction to my answer. So until we met, you had never heard of Thea Authorium. We don't do any advertising. And, and this is on purpose. Our, our leaders said there's no point talking about it if we can't do it. So that's why there's been no advertising. So I will be able to advertise when I have the financing. So very often people talk about what they're going to do. They don't get the financing and they've already advertised. So we didn't want to do it that way. So now we need to be able to now we need to be able to talk about the program. So to answer your question about training. Yes, there will be high level education and that will be focused on engineers. But one of the questions that we asked ourselves, because what we're going to be working with new technologies is, should we try and train beforehand or should we wait? Should we wait till the usual sectors have caught up and, and have kind of shifted towards our technologies? So we haven't decided yet and we haven't had any contact uh, or extensive contact with training centres. And that's because we uh, want to be ready to be able to work with them before we contact them. So that that's for the future. We need to identify. Well, we'd, we'd started to look at uh, centres in Brittany. We saw that there were different areas. There was one area, for example, that in the Parisian region, in Grenoble, in Toulouse. So we, we need to you know, decide where we want to start. We know that there are areas that are um, better at providing the young people that we will need because of the training they offer and because of the ecosystem that already exists. So that's uh, the engineering focus. Now, the other question is, what else are we going to need? So this is not as glorious, but it's going to be as important. We, so Theop France is in charge of developing uh, in Africa, the Middle East and so Asia. So we need to be able to present what we're able to do. We need to. So it's all about, you know, trade and marketing across Europe in the Middle East or the Near East and Africa. So this means, a, a, you know, a, a whole source of new jobs. So we're going to try and make sure that our salespeople will work according to the sustainable development goals. This requires cultural training. So, you know, you don't talk to South Africans like you talk to Germans. It's um, we also 
have to think about uh, basic training uh, that we will do we broadcast it across the whole network or do we have specific approaches country by country we haven't made those decisions yet we haven't made those decisions because if we ask the economists or the financiers they have the answer they they say we'll do one thing and then we'll duplicate it everywhere there are others who are not convinced who say who don't know whether it's the right solution especially the right solution for the future so if we're not in contact with people, we don't understand their mindset, their culture, their habits and their applications, then we, we will not uh, be able to uh, be present on future markets. We will have to therefore uh, make sure that our marketers, uh, our canvassers know what they're doing, are familiar with the culture of the country where they're working. So it's the same when selling, when distributing. Let me take the example of Tunisia. So we don't need to bring them to France and then go back to Tunisia. There are other countries where the attitudes are the opposite. They will, we will have to do things here and then take it to them. So 